everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new video where today Jamie and I of course back once more with the unnamed motorsport podcast today to review the Dutch Grand Prix yes F1 for the first time in what 36 years I've returned to Zandvoort at the weekend and I think it to sum it up perfectly in my eyes it was as memorable as the last 35 years of the Dutch Grand Prix <laughs> would, would you agree Says the salty Hamilton fan. I'm not salty about it. The Verstappen did well. <laughs> I really all weekend. enjoyed watching. In fact, I wasn't. You can tell how much I expected Verstappen just to win it because I mega drived him on my fantasy team and scored 212 points. Thank you. If you want to watch that video, we went oh, live wow. yesterday. Did someone just unplug that plug? Hang on. I I quite enjoyed the whole. I really want to go next year. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but like obviously the race wasn't great, <laughs> but then yeah, I think this is the thing, isn't it? What was sort of almost okay with Zanvolt was the fact that like where a lot of people know it from like obviously where it was on the F1 game last year as well everyone knew to be honest it was going to be a really boring Grand Prix so there was sort of like not as much hype and expectation going in like if you get like a boring Italian Grand Prix or a boring race at Baku now it's like oh great but like a boring race at Zanvolt was kind of expected wasn't it but, I mean, really, we've, we've got a long list of things, actually. We, we're trying to sort out our notes properly now uh, for these podcasts so we don't end up rambling on for 15 minutes about great FIA1 <laughs> circuits like we tend to. Uh, but there's a lot to get through this week, actually. A lot's happened. Yeah, it was quite action-packed. Yeah, so let's start then, obviously, before the Grand Prix. Kimi Raikkonen announces he's going to be retiring at the end of the year from Formula 1 and then gets covid it's so coincidental that. Yeah. I mean, if we remember back to when he announced he was leaving Lotus. And then definitely needed races. back surgery, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's probably going to be out of Italy as well, but it, I mean, to be fair, it probably is COVID, but I just find it funny. It's a very Kimmy thing to do just to stop racing when he can't be bothered anymore. Yeah, so. and it's a bit strange. Well, no, I wouldn't call it strange necessarily, but it seems a bit odd almost like the timing of it but then again that you see people online going oh it's such a shame it's like this send-off grand prix like the first one you do when you retire and he's missed it kimmy couldn't (laughs) care less in fact to be honest it makes you believe he probably did do it deliberately he was probably there getting into licking yeah licking turnstiles and door handles in the (laughs) dutch airport even though they drove up from spa but still but yeah like i think we all knew Kimi was going to retire at the end of the year, though, didn't we? I uh, there was a, a time where I thought he might carry on, but really, do you yeah. genuinely? I think to mid, be honest, mid season he seems to be enjoying it, but then yeah. For me, I think it was always the thing when he went to the back of Giovinazzi at Portugal. Oh yeah, like literally just drove into the back of it like 170 miles it. an hour. <laughs> I think that was the moment for me where I realised, like Kimi probably knows after doing that. He probably well, he said he decided it. last he, winter. Actually. Yeah, no one does that. No one does that. <laughs> That's true. You don't decide then, you're like, going to do another whole year in Formula One, but already know you're not going to stay on after by choice. Especially yeah, not I Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, I think it's he won't regret his time out for a bit. I don't think. No, no, but, I don't think he will. And I'm, and like, I'm glad he didn't leave straight after Ferrari because that'd have been like a very sudden retirement. I mean, I guess he was still like 39 or something. But I'm glad he has the time out for uh, probably time to go. Well, to, to be, be honest, it's, the it's always the thing, isn't it, with Kimi Raikkonen? Is now he's done like the full round trip, hasn't he? Start yeah. at Sauber, done, like, the went career. to McLaren, went to Ferrari, did a couple of years of rally in a NASCAR, went to Lotus, Lotus, then went back to Ferrari when he won his world title, and went 
back to Salva where they gave him his first seat. Yeah, exactly. And I think, to be honest, for Kimi, like, he's gone back to the two teams that really sort of gave him a lot. Yeah. Ferrari obviously gave him a car that could win a world title, just about. Got lucky. Um, and then obviously Sauber gave him a Formula 1 seat. Not salty. Not salty, no. Uh, and then obviously Sauber gave him a Formula 1 seat after he'd only done 14 junior Formula races. Just mental. Which is like, ridiculous. What, year of karting, wasn't he it? did a Formula 3 for a year, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, it's mad. Because someone put on Twitter last week, didn't they, after he'd announced it, the letter they'd sent to Max Mosley from Sauber. Mm. Which is just insane when you think about it. It will never happen again. Like, so few as four. You can't. Crazy. You can't. You no, can't get the super license points. Now, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Unless like you literally win world endurance and then like dominate four weekends of Formula Two and somehow win the title <laughs> doing that by like complete <laughs> egg. But yeah, no, it is. And fair play to Kimi Raikkonen because I think neither of us are Kimi Raikkonen fans, are we? Like we like yeah, him. I, I like him. But yeah. When neither of us are like Kimi fans as such, but I think we can both appreciate how much he's almost accidentally brought to the sport. Yeah, he didn't mean to. No. If he if he had his own way, it'd be like. And it goes <laughs> to show just how incredible a character he is, where he's built up such a fan base by deliberately trying not to do anything. Like it's yeah, incredible he's such a character. <laughs> like you think if someone came in now that acted like Kimi Raikkonen, you just think, well, he's just a stubborn kid. Like you imagine, yeah. you imagine if Mazepin had come in. A lot, obviously, again, different context, but still. <laughs> but like, just refused to do media and stuff. People would talk about like how stuck up he is and things like that. But with Kimmy, it was like always his personality, and I think he he probably will be the last driver we ever see that never once played up to the media. Yeah, and I even the the time of the announcement, everyone thought it'd be on the Thursday at the press conference. Yeah, like media day. And he just, he just put it on, he it put on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah, just like one <laughs> afternoon. I absolutely pray though. Within the next couple of years, Jamie, I want to see Kimi Raikkonen at the Monaco Grand Prix on the grid, throwing up in a Ferrari, (laughs) throwing up in a Ferrari (laughs) Formula One car before the race even begins. I want to see him there, pissed out of his mind by one o'clock in the afternoon on race day. That would be pretty funny. Because it's just one of these characters. I don't, I don't think we'll see him that often again. (laughs) Yeah, but that's why I just want to. I want to literally like he gets to the end of the year. Lobs literally gets out of the car at the end of the season and goes back to his hotel. Just drives out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't even bother with media. No, exactly. And then I want to see him come back <laughs> the end, like 18 months, hammered on the grid before a race, causes carnage, and then just so we don't see him again for another five years. Goes to his yacht and watches the race. Exactly. And just gets absolutely larruped. Yeah. Because that's just Kimmy. It is. He's very funny. And, and I want to see his... Is it his son or daughter? Who's his son. He's trying to get his son. Yeah. He'll be an F1 in like 10 years. I don't know how old he is. He's four, Jamie. <laughs> in like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. He's four. He's four, I think. That's mad. I thought he was older than that. Well, he's Matthias Raikkonen, isn't he? Let me, let me have a look yeah. quickly. Uh, you then talk about thing. Robert Kubica coming in for me whilst I find that out. I mean, it was the most, like, le- it was it was nothing, nothing like a, a breaking news. Oh, no, it's Robin, it like sorry. He's son. Robin Raikkonen, yeah. No, he's six. Well, yeah, 10 years. And a bit. <laughs> but Kubica, it was like, I woke up on Saturday morning, or Friday morning, sorry. It was like, oh, Kubica's driving, cool. It was it really. really weird, wasn't it? It was. There was like no fanfare or anything. Because... But to be fair to him, I think he did it right. You think he's a fraud. Well, we'll discuss that a bit well. more, won't we, in a minute. But like, I genuinely remember being watching like the grid rundown before the race and suddenly going, shit, yeah, Kubica's here, isn't he? Because <laughs> it just, yeah. like, 
There was no... It was so under the radar. Understandably, there was no hype for it, because we all knew he wouldn't do anything. And he didn't. He did it right. No. He did it better than Paul DeResta did then at Hyatt Williams. Yeah, but Paul DeResta probably had a worse car as well at that point. Nah. It was a 2019 Se- Williams, was it? Nah, 2017 Oh, it was still a pretty much a dog bite. And it was Hungary as well, which was like one of their worst yeah. tracks. That's but true. yeah, so that was but, sort yeah. of like the big news pre-weekend then, wasn't it? Kimi Räikkönen announced his retirement and then announces he's been looking door handles again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then obviously free practice, a bit of drama here and there, wasn't it? You had Sonoda's issue in FP1, Hamilton's issue in FP2, a couple of red flags, Sebastian Vettel issues as well. Uh, but fairly... I think everyone was just sort of like trying to work out the limits, weren't they? Yeah. Then, of course, we get into qualifying. And straight away, the drama kicks off in Q1, doesn't it? We get Sergio Perez out in Q1. Half a second off the Stappen, I want to say. Was it only half a second? I think I it was. It was so. really tight at the end. And obviously... Yeah, 16th place. Yeah, 16th sure. place there. Took an engine penalty, started from the back of the field. The right thing to do from Red Bull. I think everyone yeah. can agree with that. Then, of course, we get to probably the more dramatic bit was Sebastian Vettel getting blocked by both Haas cars. Yeah, that's all back to the way it's happened. Those two oh, yeah. are getting more and more frictious every single race. But, on like, the other hand, I don't think either of those two can be... I think I don't even think those two combined can take the whole blame for that. They were, Well, the Haas team have always been terrible at telling drivers... Yeah, I don't know what's going on there either. That's always yeah. been strange. But, I mean, there were cars in front of them, weren't there, though? That was the thing. Yeah, but, like, it's still... I think the problem was that Maz, it was his turn to go ahead, basically. And Schumacher wasn't going to let him through. Yeah. So Mazepin was, like... I'm having him. And then yeah, suddenly realised then... he's got an Aston Martin, pretty much, in his gearbox. Yeah. So Vettel had nowhere to go. Had to, obviously, back up his lap. Yeah. Qualified 17th. Yep. Also, did he... No, Latifi took the penalty, didn't he? Latifi took the a gearbox. penalty. Yeah, yeah, the TV so started from the grid. Yeah, yeah. So got promoted up to well, no, got promoted to fifteenth, didn't he? Because Perez oh, started yeah, from the Paris pits. Didn't go either. Yeah, yeah. So obviously FP one, yeah. Obviously we have both Haskells out as normal. Kubica, as everyone predicted, expected. Seven yeah. Perez, obviously out in Q one. We get into Q two, and the drama continues. Williams, two back to back points finishes. We all knew it wouldn't last for the rest of the year. You had <laughs> literally people going on Twitter going. I reckon Williams have undersold their car this year. It might be like a top 10 contender for the rest of the year. And you're like, no, clearly it's not. Look at the two races. Exactly. <laughs> George Russell manages to do the F1 2021 mistake, doesn't he, at Zanvoort? Bins it yeah, through the penultimate the corner by grass. taking the curve. No, he took the curve. Oh, no, that was Latifi. That was Latifi, sorry. yeah. No, was, uh, yeah. George Russell hit the auto spin curve in real life. Um, somehow didn't yeah. rip the rear got fix right the game, rear honestly. off. Yeah, he literally bounced off the... It was really weird how he just bounced off the wall and yeah. carried on. Yeah. They probably put the red, red flag out a bit too early. They probably could have just carried on. No, because he put gravel all over but the yeah. track, didn't he? Ah, it's just a bit of extra... But I think they're all worried, aren't they? Because I think the problem is there is if you get like a piece of gravel that's just the wrong place, if that rips a tyre open as they're going into that banked corner, I think the I thing they were so worried about this USA weekend... Is basically, <laughs> they just don't want anything that can resemble USO 5 this weekend. We had a farcical race last weekend like it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, they were so worried this weekend. <laughs> they just, yeah, you, you know why they brought like the C5 tyres and everything, because they were just so yeah. worried something would happen through the banking. But Then Latifi has his opportunity to out-qualify Russell. First, the time, first time, ever. time ever, yeah. It was actually up. He probably would have beaten Russell and then completely binned it. Yeah, so... in more dramatic fact. Literally, it was yeah. the epiphany of anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. 
It was like trying to take after Russell in more ways than one. Yeah. So not great from Latifi. No. Not my go. Well, not great for Williams either, was it? Because it was, well, Russell's wasn't a massive repair job, but Latifi's was a proper write off, wasn't it? It looked like a fast crash. Yeah. It was very high speed. Yeah. But whilst this is all going on, though, we finally get into Q3. Max Verstappen sets the benchmark. I think it was a 1087. Or no, a 1089, even, I want to say. A 108923, if I remember correctly. Um, obviously, <laughs> sat on provisional pole. They all then go out for their second runs. Verstappen improves by 38 thousandths of a second. And Without Hamilton matches... No, he did, actually. That was one of the one of the runs he didn't have it. No, uh, the second the run straights. he did, it just didn't open fully. Well, So still he's still got some of the DRS effect. effect, but yeah. And I mean, <laughs> let's be fair, it's such a short run to the line anyway there. It must have cost him at most a tenth. Probably half a tenth, yeah. realistically. But then, if you're getting polled by a tenth and a half, it's a lot more than 40,000, 40, sorry. Yeah. But, so. Hamilton, as well, matched his original lap time. Like, if Verstappen hadn't have been improved, yeah. it was the a thousandth they were identical, which so would have been So what you're saying is Verstappen, Verstappen did two laps good enough for pole position. Yes. Yeah, yeah. my go. Easy. Okay. If you think doing two laps good enough for pole position in one weekend ever is sign of a goat, then fair enough. <laughs> 101 pole positions, thank you very much. Nico Hockenberg did it once. So. Yeah, once. Hamilton's done it 100 more times. Yep. <laughs> but as well, we've got to give a special shout out, don't we? I know you'd be gagging to do this anyway. Oh, Pierre Gasly. And Giovinazzi. Nah, Giovinazzi could do one. Just Gasly. Wait, so you're Before. trying to tell me that Kubica had a good weekend, but Giovinazzi no, did do well. Giovinazzi did do well, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll give Joe some credit. For the first time this season, he did it respectively. Okay. Monaco. Everyone forgets Monaco. What did he do in Monaco? He qualified. He made Q3 there as well and finished 10th, didn't he? It was a really weird weekend because like no one remembers it happened. He just... He just quite, because the problem is with Giovinazzi, where everyone forgets he's on the grid, he can't build up any hype around himself. Genuinely, he made Q3. I'm pretty wow, certain. He finished tenth. Yeah, he finished tenth, just like wow, out of nowhere. Two good races. Yeah, it was really odd. That is weird. I mean, Raikkonen was eleventh, so yeah. Alfa Romeo have clearly got a very good car around the really high downfall circuits. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no way Giovinazzi. Because I mean, Giovinazzi literally at the moment is driving to survive, and we'll talk about that later on in the video as well, of course, because everyone knows the big news. We'll have to mention at some point. It's a good job we recorded this tonight rather than this morning. Yeah. <laughs> because we would have missed that. As well there. But yeah, Gasly and Giovinazzi both did a mega <coughs> job there. Gasly got in front of both Ferraris. And his qualifying record this year has been, apart from a couple of P12s mid-season. Because I remember... we top six every race. Pretty it? much, yeah. We spoke about it, I think, after, like, I want to say Portugal, didn't we? That we were worried that sort of Gasly had wasted, like, the two big chances. Yeah, they already had their two best tracks. <laughs> but since then, he's just been... Especially over qualified, really consistent still, getting everything out Literally of that car. Fourth to sixth every single race, basically. Is incredible. Yeah. I'm genuinely getting aboard the Gazi hype train for some reason. So Gazi to Merck twenty twenty three. No. Um <laughs> So we had then, of course, our grid all lined up. Alonso? Uh, Alonso? Uh sorry, Alonso. Verstappen. I, I was just thinking about something else then. You live in the past. No, I was actually thinking about how Alonso confirmed he was getting a deal for next year, even though everyone already knew it was happening. He signed a two-year deal in... Yeah, but he hadn't, apparently. That was the thing. It made no sense. He'd only signed a one-year deal with the chance for an extension. But, like, everyone knew it was a two-year deal. Yeah, probably. Um, But, so, obviously, the grid was all set, then. We had Max Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas. Me being the Mercedes fan, I was like, great. They're going to just egg him. Two against one. The the Dutch (laughs) are going to be 
crying. Fuming. Fuming. Two riots on the streets of Zandvoort. Exactly, exactly. Can we quickly as well, sorry, just before we get into that, am I the only one that thinks the location of the Zandvoort circuit is quite possibly the up there with Sochi as the oddest in Formula 1? It's very strange. It's, it's really just in the middle town. of a town. Yeah. Who puts an FIA grade one circuit in the middle of your town? I want one I here where I live. quite nice. I mean, it's very picturesque. Like, you've got the beach yeah, the right beach there and everything. But I'd love to, I, want, I really want to go next year. If I can go Are we going to go Dutch Grand Prix next year? Podcast live. Podcast live. The tent in Zandvoort. Exactly. <laughs> Make it happen, people. If this video gets five likes, we'll go to Zandvoort next year. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the grid was set then. We thought Hamilton, Verstappen again. Maybe something might happen early on. Maybe Mercedes might outstrike him, try and rattle him a bit more. Maybe Hamilton will take him out of turn one again. Well, Hamilton's never taken him out of turn one. The only one that's taken anyone out of turn time, one was it? Verstappen at Imola and then almost Verstappen at Spain. I think Hamilton carried on both his occasions, actually. He did, with front wing damage at one, and after being almost... If he turned in, Verstappen <laughs> would have almost... Well, would, it would have been in a very bad way. If my grandmother had wheels. She could have been a Formula One driver. <laughs> Right, get on with the race. Let's get on with Whatever. the race then. So, <laughs> lap one, Max Verstappen, end of lap one, 1.7 second lead. Like, yeah. he just, he basically just went for prime Sebastian Vettel, didn't he? Like, Vettel in his yeah, Red Bull He did days. it very well. Yep. He literally got like three seconds clear and just he did. stayed there. Alonso, <laughs> luckiest driver of all time, can I add? That was ridiculous. How on earth? He got rammed three times on lap one. Made up two places and three times wheel to wheel or like front wing to wheel, yeah. no damage. How on earth he didn't get a punch? That should have been two punctures at least. Yeah, I've no clue how he survived that. Because Vossi- one of them was at stupidly high speed at the top of the yeah, hill. Yeah, but it? he collided with Ocon. Well, Ocon ran him out of road basically yeah. through turn two. He hit the back of Russell, didn't he? No, Russell hit the Russell back of him. Oh yeah, yeah. And swiped him with his front wing on his tire. How on earth that didn't do front and wing then he damage? Hit Gio at the top of the hill. And then he rammed into Gio at the top of the hill. Um, no clue. <laughs> but that move through turn three was banging. It was like yep. prime Alonso race start energy. Alonso's been doing so well recently, honestly. He's been doing he's well again, yeah, definitely. If you ignore Belgium, which didn't exist, yeah. he's on like a streak of like eight in a row or something in terms of points. Yeah, but I, I reckon that Alpine car is a pretty decent package now as well. Because Ocon's not well, been Ocon's far behind him, has he, more recently? Ocon's behind Alonso in the points, and he got gifted a load at Hungary. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, like, often he's not been far behind Alonso on track. He's pretty much always been behind wow. him. He was quite a long way back this weekend. <laughs> he wasn't that far back at the end, was he? He was sixth against eighth. It's a ninth, sorry. Yeah, that's not... Because then Alonso was just in front of Sainz and Norris. I can't really tell. But there was... We'll talk about that as well at some point during this video, because that was it's ridiculous. Plus one lap for all of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, obviously, we had Sainz as well. Very, very aggressive defending against Gio. I'm guessing. I just it, don't think he realised he was there. I think that was a lot of it. Or he was like, "Well, you out and my Ferrari seat on the one weekend. You've decided to yeah. show up." <laughs> so just squeezed him out. It was very strange. Over yeah. the I limit. Mean, it was very narrow that part. But I, if he knew he was there, I think it's very rude. Yeah. But that part of Zandvoort, though, as well, I can say from racing on the sim, yeah. is so sketchy because you got all those huge bumps. It twists around a lot as well, like with all the elevation change. You do not want to be there with a full field of cars. You've got to be on your right line. Yeah. yeah. There is basically so, one line through there. Science won, but at what cost? Well, exactly. And it was Giovinazzi losing three places was the cost. Yes, and I don't think Science cared. cared. <laughs> no. <laughs> at the end of the day there. Um, 
Then, obviously, right at the end of lap one, we had Mazepin trying to murder his teammate after all the beef that had happened on Saturday. He then comes out of the final corner, doesn't he? Swings high. Schumacher goes to the inside, so he almost puts him in the pit wall. Which, again... Almost a a forced box from Schumacher. Yeah. What (laughs) are Haas doing? It's an absolute powder keg, that too, honestly. Like, they just... The drivers just hate each other immediately. (laughs) But uh, why is... I don't know. I don't get how... At this point, someone at Haas has just... Probably Gunther Stein is going to be the one to do it. You just put their heads together. Because they're getting ridiculous, aren't they? They're wasting money all the time. It's like Gunther Stein said after Schumacher binned it hungry, wasn't it? They're not battling anyone this year. They literally... Just do a 2015 manner and drive safely at the back. Well, literally, you you do a, what's it, um, Arrows at 2002 Hockenheim. Yeah. You just show up, do one lap in free practice, and that's your weekend. <laughs> Did it actually do that? I don't know. Yeah, that's no, it's funny. because they, um, Tom Walkinshaw was trying to work out funding for it, but to get any money from the FIA beforehand, he needed to show up. They had to show up to a race. Just, but, yeah, so they jokes. put both cars out for one lap in FP1, and that was it for the weekend. And then they went under that's anyway. Class. That was such a depressing end for Arrows after they'd been there for so long with no wins. Well, they, they, just, got, they almost got a win. They almost got a win, yeah, but they just fell away like mid-season. Completely off-topic, yeah. but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so Haas are the new arrows, but just yep. what's going on <laughs> at that team? It is such a mess. Honestly, if they... I mean, I think we said this in, like, March. If they don't do... If they don't nail next year's regulations, they're gone. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. no chance they I can't see. Gene Haas just must look at that from across the pond and think, it's a circus show every weekend. It's ridiculous. Literally. Like, even the simple thing of... Even if Mick and Nikita just stay quiet, stay away from each other on track, don't cause any stir in the media, and just get the car home in 19th and 20th each week. Yeah, and just take the 10th place money and move on. (laughs) But they can't even do that. Like, I'm sorry. Literally. And obviously, Drive to Survive doesn't always give the full picture as well, but I have genuinely got the vibe that Gunther Steiner is not suitable for a team manager in Formula 1. He's a bit of a character. <laughs> he's a character, but he's to me, he just doesn't have the leadership qualities needed. Yeah, he's a bit crazy. Like, I don't know why they've trusted him. Look at every team, team he's ran before. Like, someone like Fred Vassar. He put so Jaguar into the ground, it. and they had Ford yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, eventually Jaguar won four titles, to be fair to him. Kind of. I mean, it was very, very different money coming in, but in the same way, Tyrrell won like seven times. Exactly. Yeah, and Lotus raced against. No, Renault raced against themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it just has. It's just so difficult, isn't it? Because they can't. If you can't operate a team now, when there's nothing to gain or there's nothing no to pressure. lose. Sorry, no, nothing to lose. You have no pressure. And to be honest, I think a lot of people have started saying it more and more, haven't they? People genuinely don't believe Schumacher and Mazepin will be able to hold their own when Hassel got a car that can race anyone anyway. Yeah, they're so mid, both of them. <laughs> it's just that... I think Schumacher... Like, they're both obviously quick, because they did it all right at F2. But well, it was a pretty weak F2 grid, though, wasn't it? It was quite weak, apart from Guan Yuzhou, who got stupidly unlucky. Oh, behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't see much of a future for them. Yeah. But... I think, really, we'll Mick Schumacher's only hope is to go to Alfa Romeo. Yeah, which it could happen. Could happen. Probably won't. I think Haas are going to keep yeah. on for another year. 
But something's going to happen between those two, probably before the end of the year. It's going to be like Breaking Point on F1, where they take each other out. Never played it. That's your territory. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, just the Haas Clown show continues, for whatever reason. Uh, then, obviously, we get Perez trying to jump Mazepin. Completely flat spots his tyres on, what, like lap four, I want to say? It was really early. He had to pit straight away. And then had to but... pit. Uh, and then the nothing watching, happened. Just saw him do overtakes, though, so he gets driving. Exactly. Then nothing happened until Hamilton finally pits on like lap twenty-five. I want to say over there or thereabouts, Something wasn't like it? Yeah. Hamilton pits. Bottas stays out, as everyone thought. And then you think, great, it's Zandvoort. Bottas is going to just sit in front of him for the rest of the day, and he just doesn't. Like how Bottas literally, like Verstappen closes up to him and then just drives the past first him time, down the yeah, straight. Literally. Was, I mean, Hamilton was a bit unlucky in the background because he can get held up by an Alfa Romeo because it's Kubica. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Hamilton got a bit unlucky there that he wasn't close enough to be able to go past Bottas at the exact same time and really apply the pressure. He had to wait. To but there was nothing he was going to be able to do anyway. Yeah. But how Bottas just didn't do Zandvoort. anything. It was it was a difficult task because he was on it was still on what softs, so they were stupidly past. Yeah, but best. you just park it on the apex, don't you? And Literally then just, just sit defensive. Hold it up for a half a lap yeah. and you've done your job. Dive bombing back into T one. <laughs> Lock yeah. up. Do a hungry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The boss has been useless again, but now he's leaving everyone's being nice to him on Twitter, so Oh yeah. <laughs> so mid. So mid. He is. Uh but then obviously talking to mid drivers. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> spins again by himself in it's the only bias that comment gets just what the, oh, it's so it was so weird I don't even know what he was doing he just spun out for no it reason was, it was clearly just he didn't sort of work out how the undulation of the track works because that was always going to happen with the angle he went in because obviously the middle of the car just grounds out it was amazingly strange and it almost took out Bottas he almost took out Bottas in the process <laughs> but it was just Oh, I, I struggle with it so much. How on earth? Because that's the second time in three real Grand Prix he's done that, isn't it? Oh, Silverstone. Silverstone, he binned it as well, one. that one, didn't he? Yeah. He did a car, is it? Yeah, we had Alonso in outside and got flashbacks, so just spun. Yeah. But, like, it just doesn't make any sense, does it still? I mean, he's never really recovered from mentally being ruined by Hamilton after Baku in 17. So. Well, he didn't get ruined by Hamilton in 17. <laughs> Hamilton just lived rent free in his head from then on, didn't he? Yeah, and then he made the mistake in Hockenheim and they like literally yeah. got pummeled into the ground. Yeah, so. but like it just doesn't make sense because to be honest, now Seb's left Ferrari, like out off the track, a he's a likable driver, isn't he? Yeah, he clears up litter and stuff. He clears up litter. Like, what more can you like from a person? <laughs> but just in the car, you're just there. Like even at this point, I want Seb to. Like have some good weekends a bit more. Like Baku, for example, he had a really good weekend there. He was a bit out of nowhere. The car was really good that. He race, got lucky but... with the strategy. The car seemed to be really good for no reason, but he got it home, and he got a good result. Yeah. And you genuinely felt like Hungary, he deserved he it. Hungary should have won. Yeah, how on earth he didn't undercut Ocon? I'll never know. Um, but it's just so weird, isn't it? Sebastian Vettel still. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Hamilton of course then pits again. Everyone was. Pretty much knew he was on the two-stop anyway after on the strategy. It, he was too far behind. They put him out in traffic for some reason as well, lap cars. So Verstappen just pits a couple of laps later and he stays out in front of him. Um, it was quite close, to be fair. He almost got the undercut. It was less than a... He closed, like, about, a, second he closed a second and a half, but the gap was still two seconds. Like, it just wasn't going to yeah. happen. 
Um, then we get Lando and Perez's weird incident. Which, that was really strange. Like, yeah, but yeah. I think the camera shot that everyone shows you is like the absolute worst case scenario from it. Like, I, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Lando's fault entirely. Like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not gonna he's, be. He's trying to force Perez. He's trying to force basically like, no. Austria, Austria <laughs> style, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, just a very very sort of weird one between those two. Perez did get damage from that. Both cars carried on. Well, Perez just say have big damage from that. But yeah, he got a bit of four damage, but like managed to limp home. Lando's car was in the air with tires interlocked. It's like, how are you both carrying? Yeah. no clue. But, that, but again, just a bit weird. The were off it all weekend. It was. Strange. It was a high downforce track, with the exception. But of they've never been that far off it. Spain, they? they were pretty much that far off. Spain, they still got like eighth, eighth and tenth. I eighth say. and sixth, I think, because Ricardo did better than Norris that weekend. Sixth. Wow. I want to say it was like seventh and eighth or sixth and eighth. I think. Uh... McLaren, Spain, six and eight. Yeah, yeah, they weren't really off at the head. Well, they were. Really? I mean, were some of them Ferrari, but this weekend they were some of them Ferrari, Alpine. But that's because Alpine Alpatari. brought more upgrades, haven't they? Yeah. But yeah, so it was a bit weird. Um, but McLaren, Monza next weekend, McLaren will be there challenging Red Bull. Do you think? Probably. Yeah. They've got very high speed. Exactly. They've got Mercedes power as well. But then Red Bull, Red Bull aren't bad. In high speed anymore, but they're not as good as they were a few weekends ago. Mercedes have definitely got the upper hand for his money. Oh, probably, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see more. But we'll talk about that as well in a minute, won't we? Then, right at the dying stages of the Grand Prix, <clears throat> Stroll almost killed Sebastian with a, in my opinion, too late a move. Yeah, that was strange. Like they're fighting for twelfth, and then the teammates again. Same with Haas. Why on earth are you doing that? Stroll's a bit mental, though, isn't he? Stroll so. can be at times, can't he? <laughs> He's a very odd driver yeah, in that sense. He's very erratic. Uh, then... He reminds me of like a, a Maldonado character, where he's either like, obviously not as extreme, but he just sort of gets I points. I don't know. Get points. He can be sometimes, can't he, I suppose? It's a bit strange. That stroll's always still a bit of a weird one, isn't he? Still in Formula yeah. 1. Um, but I mean, yeah, so that was very, very weird. Then obviously we had like the the Bottas and Lewis fastest lap controversy, which wasn't was really a, controversy. A, like... It wasn't controversial at all. Bottas actually backed off by about a second in the last second. But he was on so much fresher and quicker rubber, he still yeah. set fastest lap when we all knew Hamilton was smashing. Bottas it. did like a 12 1. I think it was a 12 6 or something, wasn't it? And then Hamilton did 11 0. Yeah. So like, he clearly lost a lot Unless of time. Hamilton made any... a mistake, you were there like, well, this isn't, yeah. this is not really going to change anything, is it? Like, people just made that out to be so much more than it really was. I at don't the think end of the day. If Bottas had a bit about him, knowing that he was going to lose his seat, just. Just go for oh it. no! I mean, you're definitely saying drive to survive. That was in- intentional. Yeah, but tradition. Still, exactly. Qualifying third. Exactly. <laughs> um, but obviously, Max Verstappen. At the end of the day, I think we all knew going into it, Red Bull weren't gonna let this one have any question. Time, exactly. Really. And the fact that he was able to hold off against both Mercedes was, on the one hand, rather good, but on the other hand, Mercedes kind of fluffed it, didn't they? Really. They kind of. I don't think Mercedes could have done much more. They couldn't have more. done much more. But you think if they played their cards right, which quite often they do they could have at least probably given a challenge well again it just depends on whether Bottas actually defends properly or not yeah but then the tyre delta was so big I think even if he went defensive Verstappen goes around the outside and then all he's got to do is take him out or he's not going to do that yeah but you keep the nose up the inside don't you yeah (laughs) but I don't think Mercedes could have much more because they did the the traditional classic two against one strategy yeah. and Verstappen was just able to come above yeah. both of them so yeah. well I think it was just the way like the second stops wasn't it like why on earth put Hamilton there yeah it was a bit, it was a bit weird 
But, yeah, Max obviously won the Grand Prix. All the orange smoke flares that weren't allowed all still went off. Yeah. That was quite incredible. I th- I, again, yeah. we're not Dutch. You're a Verstappen fan, I'm not. But I can definitely appreciate the hype around that event. It was so cool. It was I, a I proper <laughs> festival, wasn't it? Silverstone was so fun. Yeah. But Zandvoort would be another Zandvoort would just be insane, <laughs> wouldn't it? It's safe. And then, because all this is going on... We completely miss all the drama between like 6th, 7th and 8th, don't we? Sykes has fallen off massively yeah. later on in the Grand Prix and Alonso and Lando Norris, like, uh, sorry, Alonso and Perez even, are like mad dash trying to get to him. Alonso, I still haven't seen the move now, I don't think. Does he go around the He's outside of turn one? DRS, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was done before the break is over. Right, yeah. I, got so much I feel, yeah, I might have seen it then actually saying that. But why on earth are we still missing overtakes? I'm sorry. I mean, was winning the race. They're always going to show the race winner. Yeah, but they didn't even show a replay of it during the... Gr- like, straight yeah. after or anything. It just seems so weird still. It was all... Yeah, very, very weird. I think, yeah, Sainz finished 7th, though. Perez didn't get past him, though, did he? Or did Perez get him as well? No, Perez finished 8th. Perez finished 8th. No, which, eight. to be fair, from 20th on the grid, having to hit <laughs> on lap 4 as well, was a better but recovery like- drive than I thought he'd do. But both of those things were his own fault. So yeah. he should have been 4th at least. Yeah. So, like, it was a decent recovery, but, like, still... Overtaking that many cars at Zandvoort is still pretty impressive, though, isn't it? Who did he overtake? Cars that are well over a second slower than Red Bull. Probably. So, well done. Yeah. You want a medal. But, again, notable <laughs> shout, I think, has to go to Gasly, because he just spent all day in P4, quite comfortably. Yeah. Pulled... I thought he was in trouble as well, because he, he pit for mediums as if he was to go do a two-stop. Yeah, but just and made him work. went to hard, sway later. Yeah. And then Gatti was never pit. He exactly. Like 60 and he just had that gap over, didn't he? He just kept Charlotte Clark like yeah. 10 seconds back. It was like back. five seconds. But yeah, so that was... I mean, again, I think it was lucky there wasn't any hype that it could have been an exciting race because there were a couple of it decent moves, but it certainly wasn't one that we're going to remember forever, apart from the, is, the atmosphere. A lot of races a lot of races in F1 are dead, Yeah, I'm going to be honest. At least this track is exciting to look at. But that's only this year, tracks. really. Next year it'll feel pretty normal because we've been. No, there. but Suzuka's always fun because it's Suzuka. Mm. Suzuka's always Even really weird as well race. because all the camera quality looks retro. You ever noticed that Suzuka? Yeah. Where the tracks really. Bumpy. It looks like a traditional. Yeah. And like the safety car signs and stuff are in like old font and everything. Yeah. It's so sick. <laughs> but like you get tracks like Sochi in France usually, apart from this year, where they're boring tracks and they're boring races. At least Monaco, Zandvoort, they're actual interesting tracks. Yeah. So I don't well, I think it. this is the problem with F1 now, isn't it? Is generally speaking, the drivers <laughs> are too good. The reliability yeah, is no too mistakes. good. No one you makes mistakes. You don't get Andrea Tedzeris mounting barriers for no exactly. reason. Exactly. Like, it not lost its magic as such, because really it's got to where F1 should be, where everyone yeah, is on it F1's all the really time. high quality. <laughs> but it does sort of... But like, back in the day when Tandok killed Trulli for no reason at Raskas. That was the other way around. We don't get that anymore. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. sorry. <laughs> But yeah, like you, you just sort of miss that element of sun. There could still be carnage a lot of the time, don't you? Yeah. But yeah, anyway. We need some terrible teams back just to cause some yellow flags. Well, we got Haas still. I'm sure that'll happen at yeah. some point soon. <laughs> but of course, then, yeah, I, I think the atmosphere there certainly carried this weekend, didn't it? All those flares, I think, will go down as like an iconic shot. All the time, Max is doing well. Yeah, exactly. It'll be honest. And I think yeah, so the Dutch Grand Prix is in pretty safe hands now for a few years. Um, but anything else to add before we look to the future? F3 happened, but no one really cared. Uh, Dennis Hauger again did pretty well. Um, yeah. 
after we wrote the him French, off. The French guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, Martins, oh, Victor Martins won his first Victor race Martins of the year. Victor got his first ever win. Yeah, that was good as well. I didn't watch race one because I was at work, so I don't know I what happened there. Um, but yeah, looking towards them, I completely forgot about this until today. Monza's got a sprint race. Yeah, the Monza has got a sprint race. Which is good because is otherwise, I'll, it also now means I get to watch <laughs> qualifying and the sprint race because they start later on. I might be able to watch them both as well. Yeah, because I don't work Fridays, luckily. So I, it's really odd. It throws yeah. me off for the weekend. <laughs> well, I didn't get to, I didn't get to experience the first sprint race because I was there. So what do you mean you didn't get to experience it? You were there. I didn't get to experience the, the mess up of calendar because I was just at Silverstone all weekend. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Monza sprint race though. There's a potential for some chaos there, isn't there? Yeah, there's always chaos, and I Monza quality is one of my favorite qualities of the year, just because it's an absolute joke. It is going to be interesting, isn't it? Cause Especially Q one, where everyone's just like stopping at the exit of turn one. Yeah, Mon- uh, Monza, yeah, could be. I think McLaren are going to be on it this weekend. Yeah. And how on earth still have, like Ferrari have been so under the radar this year? It's really odd, isn't it? They're third in the championship. They're third in the championship, good. but like McLaren have been always the one with the headlines. Well, it's because Ricardo's just the, really what, odd. Three podiums. Yeah, two or three, isn't it? Mon- Monaco, Silverstone, Silverstone. And Hungary. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hungary. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Sainz was fourth, wasn't he? Nah, Sainz came third. Oh yeah, Hamilton came second in the end, didn't he? Yeah, because Sainz, yeah, yeah, is the unenviable record of two of his podiums. He hasn't been able to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really odd. It is very strange. Two of his, <laughs> two of his three, isn't it? Two of his three. Yeah, his... No, two of his four. Four. Monza last year. Oh yeah. Yeah, half his podiums in Formula 1 he hasn't been able to celebrate. <laughs> That's not a good stat you want to keep up. But yeah, uh, McLaren did well. They did well last year Yeah. before everything kicked off. They were second and third. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Because Bottas so, just fell down the order and then year. couldn't do anything. Bottas was terrible. How on earth Bottas slipped like seventh and then just stayed there all day was incredible. Well, Hamilton made up 30 seconds on everyone. Exactly. Was, like two seconds behind Bottas. Yeah. But... <laughs> So Monza Sprint Race could be a bit of carnage. Unlucky. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, hopefully. F2 is back as well this weekend. And I didn't realise until we spoke about it before this podcast, but only halfway through the F2 calendar still, because it has been the deadest year in F2 ever, because they completely (laughs) ballsed up the calendar. It's been like two months between each other. It has been. And the problem is as well, isn't it, is... Like, when we talk about driver rumours and stuff, all the hype seems to still be from last year's drivers because no one remembers what happens this year. It's been so, so stupid. Literally. Like, I, I'm, I've watched, I think, every F2 race this season. Yeah. Even the one that was at 20 past 7 in the morning at Monaco. Wow. And because Joe is on pole, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's been so bad to try and... Like, usually casuals just... I mean, I hope... I don't want to call you a casual, Matt. But people like you who just watch it when it's on and mid-season like races like Hungary Silverstone Belgium they're all quite close packed races so you can actually get into it and know the drivers a bit yeah I mean, you leave to it be... two months between races yeah. and you just forget who they all are to like be... what do these three letters mean yeah to be fair I'd say up until last year I was probably a bit more of a casual fan of Formula 2 like I knew some of like, the big names and things like that but I really tried to make a conscious effort to watch as much of the F2 as I could this year and the calendar has just yeah. ruined that for me because it's, it's been so far uh, Bahrain was a good race obviously because it's Bahrain Bahrain then we had Still a two month wait on Monaco which is yeah. just a procession 
Two weeks till Baku. Two weeks to Baku, which was carnage. Six weeks to Silvo, and then another and two then months. Two months. <laughs> and why have we got so many street circuits? And then it's, I've just noticed it's another like two and a half months between Sochi and Jeddah. Yeah, what a joke. it's ridiculous. It's so bad. I, I've heard rumours they're going back to the old format. No, they definitely are. Much better. I, there is no doubt that like numbers and interest has been down this year. Like because the sprint races have just made no sense. Or no one risks anything in sprint one. No, because it, it completely ruins your weekend. Basically, yeah. It's just like, don't get me wrong. I'm happy they tried changing it up a bit, but I'd rather we get eight weekends a year with F2 and F3. I think the reason was to save costs because obviously the teams like Prima and ART run teams in both. Yeah, but you don't so save costs though. How how does that save costs if you're having to that's send mechanics true. to different tracks? But you're you're not employing them. And they also sent well, they were going to send them out to America, weren't they? The F3 teams. Yeah, they they, that's obviously they now been cancelled. It's going to Sochi, <laughs> which means that the one weekend this year where we get F1, F2, F3 is the one weekend we're at the worst track in the world. How are they going to fit all those races in? I'm it's not actually that much action, to be fair. It's only in what another seven hours. And because there's no W Only. What I don't get as well with that is they've changed F3 to Sochi because Austin doesn't have enough hospital beds. They're still, and they're going to W they're Series. They're still sending Sochi, W Series Austin out still. there. It's literally like... And then we'll like it to crash. It's literally like the meme of... <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah, it's not great. It's literally the meme from Shrek, isn't it? Of, uh, what's it, the king going, some of you may die, <laughs> but it's a cost die. I'm willing to take. <laughs> That's literally what they've decided This with W Series still going to Kota. I don't get that. Kota is going to be so weird seeing anything other than F1 cards on it. Well, the problem was they originally put F3 at Kota because I remember a couple of years ago they had like the USF4 championship, I want to say there. And it was like the last race of the year. And I think it was genuinely six cards showed up. <laughs> it was like they literally, like, they'd hyped it up all weekend as like the F1 um, like backing race and stuff. The, like, and it was six so cars on the grid. It was like the it's most like the dead thing in the world. Season. Basically, yeah. It was insane. Because obviously like, they really hyped up. They got like, all oh, these American young drivers, you'll see them on the F3 paddock <laughs> next year. And you're like, what? Three of them that might be any good. And then just three people that have still got Logan a lot of money. Probably, there. probably. Probably. But yeah, right. Let's get on then. Show us winning the title, by the way, before we move No. Um, let's get on <laughs> to the final big news of the video. Only took us 45 minutes to get here. <laughs> Bottas confirmed to Alfa Romeo, and because we're recording this on Monday night and it won't go up till Tuesday, Russell has been confirmed this morning going to Mercedes. Probably. But we don't wow. know yet. No way. It will happen. Oh, yeah. gonna, like... Like, don't get me wrong, he will get <laughs> confirmed, but I'm saying he got confirmed this morning, which is actually tomorrow morning. Yeah. Also, Alvin to Williams got confirmed as well. Alvin's... That That's pretty much a done deal, isn't it, apparently? Yeah. Which is kind of insane. I think. I don't like it at all. Don't you? But Why not? No. <laughs> he thought his chance, he bottled it. Move on. Yeah, but so did Gasly, really. Yeah, but Gasly showed signs of being decent. Yeah, but so I did Albon. Yeah. I don't feel like you can... T- no, he- well, not really. I don't feel like you can try and claim any moral <laughs> high ground here saying Albon doesn't deserve a seat in Formula 1 when he did a better job than Gasly in Red Bull. He did not. He did, he I'm got not, podiums. It. <laughs> it, it was so much less competitive in 2020 than 2019. And? You have to admit that. 2020, every driver on the grid got a podium near enough. Did Hulkenberg? He did two races. Did he get a podium? He, in qualifying, he got a podium. Oh, behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
I don't know. Right, so let's go through this then. Let's let's do a quick we, right. let's do a quick silly season then, Jamie. So Oh, I thought you were still running about Gasly. Oh no. Um there's four seats. Well no, there's three seats available now. Is there three or is there four? Well, Alpha the two Alphas and two Williams were the ones. Right, let's go through then. Who do we believe are gonna be our rosters at the bottom three teams for next year then? So Russell or so obviously Alpha may have Russell. already got Bottas. Russell's already going to Mercedes. We all know it to be true. It got confirmed yeah. this morning. Who takes the other Alfa Romeo <laughs> seat in your eyes? I really want to say Joe. <laughs> my my heart says Guanajuato. My mind says Nick DeVries. Really? To Alfa? Yeah. Right. They want that Mercedes. Yeah, see, this is what I was wondering as well recently. Because there were rumours about this, wasn't there? Whether we might see Sauber try and get back into bed with Mercedes. Because, I mean, the Sauber C9, me. iconic race car. Love that really thing. iconic. But, yeah. I mean... Sauber in 2002 were sponsored by Petronas. Yeah, exactly. So there are some links there. And Red Bull at the same time. And Red Bull at the same time. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a weird one. But there are some links there from the past. And you sort of think, why would yeah. you keep relying on Ferrari power units? Am I right in thinking De Vries drove for Fred Vasseur's F2 team? ART? Probably. The free stroke for like half the F1 for. teams, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, I yeah, always forget like that... 17 years. Um, I always forget that Fred Vasseur owned a Formula 2 team. Christ, Nick DeVries is 26! What, what a fraud! Earth? Right, he's not getting <laughs> he's a not seat. Getting he's not getting that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he's 26! He's 26! He was in tune and he was like 12. Yeah. How old am I? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? But to be fair That's to crazy. him, he's just come off the back of winning Formula E. After and also, the, the year that all three rookies in F2 did come to F1, he was very unlucky not to get promoted as well. Yeah, but I think but, the problem um, was he'd been there for a year and a half already, hadn't he? Yeah, and they'd all just come so in Russell, and done well. Russell, Lando and Albon. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. And then he was fourth, like, right behind Albon. Yeah, no, so De Vries won his F2 title with ART yeah, as well. which is the team Fred Vesso. So you with. reckon he'll go Alfa Romeo then? I, I hope he doesn't. I hope it's Joe. Well, because he's 26. He's twenty. That's like almost as old as Giovinazzi. Well, that's crazy. how old is Guan Yu Zhou? Twenty-two. How old? Twenty-two. My God, that's that's not old. He's ancient, mate. Get him out. You're twenty-two in about five months. Yeah, you're twenty-two in like seven months. You don't <laughs> see me going down to Alfa Romeo going, "Can I have a Formula One drive?" Well, I would if I could. Perhaps I should. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm <laughs> gonna go on Google Maps see how far away it is. Um. But anyway, yeah. So you're saying. Uh, Bottas and De Vries. Annoyingly. Williams, then. Who are you saying? Uh, Albon and Latifi. And then Haas, same lineup? Haas, Schumacher, Mazepin. Yeah. Right, interesting. What are you saying? I am going to go Alfa Romeo, Bottas, Schumacher. Interesting. I reckon it's going to see that happen. I reckon it's going to be a late move, but I reckon Schumacher is going to go there. I am then I mean, going. If it carries on the way it is, I want to get him out of house. Yeah, I'm then <laughs> gonna go. Williams is Defries, Albon. But then again, it goes against my theory of why Tictum got dropped from the F2 program because I reckon he already knew Latifi was keeping the seat next year. I mean, we've contradicted ourselves about a thousand times already. This. Or actually, no, I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. Defries and Albon to Williams, and Latifi Mazepin at Haas. That's got to be the worst line I've been in such a long time. That's a line. Yes. Definitely. 
But it makes sense. Fair. I don't see Latifi to Haas ever. Really? I think it's Williams or nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Williams don't need the money anymore. Haas do. Mm. I suppose, but... And let's be fair, if you don't, don't need money, why would you actively make the decision to keep Nicholas Latifi in your Formula 1 car? Seventh place, hungry. Oh, yeah, but... <laughs> it's spatula everywhere it's the else. thing ever. He's got the personality yeah. of cardboard no, nine, as well. Ninth place in Belgium. Yeah, but that was only because people binned it. Yeah, he didn't bid it on his way to the grid, did he? No, to be fair. To be fair. But yeah, that's that's what I'm going with but then. No, George to Mercedes is happening. Yep, that's already been Obviously confirmed this morning. Sorry. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is really confusing, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so before we round out then, Jamie. Monza, top three. Oh. I really want to say Verstappen. I'm going to say Verstappen anyway. You're going to say Verstappen? Uh, Hamilton, Norris. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to go Hamilton, Verstappen. I almost said Daniel Ricciardo then, but that's ridiculous. You are um, mental. No, I, I, I attempt, I'm going to say Vers- Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. I'm going to be boring. Oh. I'm going to be boring this weekend. Just because when I Dead. when I put up on like Friday about our predictions for the weekend, I get a lot more <laughs> hate. hate. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to go Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas this weekend. So you're going Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris. Yeah. Anything else to add, though, before we round out, then? F2. Guanijo is winning the title. No. Piastri is going to win it. He's winning one of the races at Monza, and then he'll soon be confirmed. Piastri? No, well, they'll win one each, I think. No, Piastri is going to dominate all three. Slipstream fest, innit? If that comes true, if Piastri, Schwarzman and Joe are the winners, I want a medal. That's not that bold a prediction. Who are your three winners? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Piastri, Schwarzman, and... You're just thinking who you can remember. Teo Porcher. Not in that order, though. Okay. I'm going to go broken wrist. Um, Schwartzman, Porcher, Piastri winning the feature. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> Fair. Anything else to add then before we finish? I'll do that on your community tab. That's well. fine. I'll go on the community tab. <laughs> it is so warm tonight as well. Like, how on earth is September? I know. I've got like... 27 degrees in Manchester tomorrow. We move. It's 20 degrees still in outside here. And like, my room will be a lot warmer because I've got two computers running. But... Anything to add before we finish? Because this has been one of the longest podcasts I think we've ever done since, like, the first one. Yeah, but you try making notes to move it on, and you spoke about Q1 for half an hour. I didn't, really I didn't speak about Q1 for half an hour. <laughs> you watched the time back. We should argue about this after long. we've rounded it off, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thank you all so much for watching, nonetheless. Let us know your top three predictions down below. I cannot wait for Nick DeFries to get announced to Mercedes, and we look like absolute mugs tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, Stoffel Van Dorn, mate. Stoffel Van Dorn, oh lord. (laughs) But yeah, we'll be back next week, ready for the Italian Grand Prix review.